sometimes you think you want to talk about having a baby, but you realize you really just want to tell your story. This is the Wayward Podcast. Fuck it, there we go. We're going. Fuck it, there we go. Yay. Hey, right. I, I see a, a pumpkin up there. Is there treats in that pumpkin? No, oh. that's the pumpkin that Tabby will take when she goes and collects treats. Hold on, I'm fucking with the game here. It's very that's cute. It. It's purple and sparkly. It's very Tabby. It is it's very It's like sad. a unicorn pumpkin. It's not an actual pumpkin, people. It is a pumpkin... What is it called? It's a candy. It's a. It's like a trick or treat bag. It's a trick or treat pumpkin, plastic thing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We didn't get out any of our decorations. Look, there's Aww. all of our Halloween stuff up there. We didn't carve the pumpkin. Yeah, man. This is the second year in a row that I'm away from Valentina for Halloween. Ah. Uh. <sighs> it's okay. I bought her a Halloween costume. I was like. And then I bought some Halloween things and I hid them in our closet for her to open. Uh, yeah. Um We've been going through the I know I said I wouldn't ask for another Halloween costume, but mm. I've decided I don't want it. I'm just like, too bad. You can be whatever you want as long as you make it or have it already. Yeah. We told Valentina we're like, last we're gonna you decide now and that's it. Yeah. So she's already picked what she's going to now be next year and then the year after. Ah, well done. Yeah. Well done. Um as you might be able to tell, Kim and I are very tired today. Kim is about to leave town. Like, just outside her closet is her half-packed suitcase. She's leaving town so she can... Go be on Supernatural. Supernatural. We're writing the new theme song for Supernatural. Yeah. Um, and so she's trying to get all of her ducks in a row, which, if you have a family and you're about to leave town for... A long period of time. It's a lot of ducks to get yeah, in a row. Because I'm going straight from there to a convention. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, many, many, many ducks. So welcome some, to our lives, everyone. Some are concussed. Um, concussed ducklings. Concussed ducks. So um, we'll speak gently today. Yeah. We know. thought. Yeah, and we thought um, we're going with an easy subject. We we now at this point take suggestions. If you have suggestions for the podcast, mm-hmm. please give them to us. Yes. Because We've been going for a year. In yeah. our time, not in your listening time, but our, in our recording time, we're coming up on one year. Yes. Yay. Next week. Yay. We're running out of ideas. We're running out of ideas. <laughs> and honestly, we suggest something, and then one of us goes, have we already talked about that? And then yeah. we'll actually have to go through our podcast list. And no, we haven't. Or but. or there's like we have a little file of really awesome ideas that both of us look at each other and go, that sounds too hard. It sounds too hard. Sometimes it's like, to do you get me when I say that? Like to go there sounds hard when you're tired. Yeah. I mean, I of all people, you would not anticipate thinking no. that I actually am like, oh, those emotions, I just don't feel like dealing with I them. I know. Anymore. And realistically, once we're there, they they spill out of us. It's not like we need to, you know, manifest them, but... Ugh. So we picked an easy one mm-hmm. today. I think so. I mean, knock on wood. <laughs> I know. Well, it, 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 we both have very different yet it's easy now. experiences yes. with it, yes. which is someone suggested baby making. Yeah. Not... Fucking. Yes. We are not having a sex talk. We've done that. Yeah, we have. And we will do it again. Absolutely. But today we're talking about actually making a baby. From when it comes, from when the baby is, like, 
I mean, when the zygote is made, when the well done, when scientist. The, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, from when the sperm hits the egg, yep, in whatever way, to when the um, baby comes out. Like, okay, so I'm just gonna launch dive into in, this. baby. My daughter. So I. Um, Went in to my doctor. I found a real doctor because once I met my husband, I didn't want to have kids. I generally didn't want to have kids. No, no. Until I met s- okay, my there husband. You, go. you said gen- that backwards. Yes. Once I met my husband, I didn't want to have kids. Oh, yes. No. Okay. <laughs> I, there are too many two commas. Sentences. Too many commas. I'll back up. Okay. I didn't want to have children. And then I met my husband and I thought, I would like to have children with this man. Hmm. I want a baby. And so we got, we were married. And that is not a prerequisite in my mind, nope. but it was just kind of like, ah, this comes next, this comes next. And I had a job, and so we started trying to get pregnant, and I found a doctor as opposed to just a clinic where I was going in for my OB stuff. Well, I went in, and the doctor was like, oh, let's deal with the cancer first, shall we? So I had a big hunk of my cervix removed and um but so you saw the doctor I saw the doctor you were struggling to get pregnant no we I didn't even know I was struggling we just were like we're probably going to want to get pregnant let's just check see, let's out. just get checked out by a by a real doctor and not by the clinic so wow then I was like all right I, now I really got to start getting trying to get pregnant and it and it didn't it didn't happen, but I know it. I know it takes a while. So, but my doctor was like, "Get back in here." It's like a couple of months, and I want to see you again. And so he ran dye through my my uh, fallopian tubes. I'm editing this a great deal. I love it. Uh, but he because I had very severe endometriosis. Uh huh. And he ran you dye always through. Had? Yeah, I didn't know it. Oh. Wow. I just thought like I was one of those that. You know, that's like, a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm in pain. And everybody said, take an aspirin. A lot of women are in pain when they have. But I had scar tissue all through yeah. my abdomen and my back. And he was like, this is bad. And uh, I had a few procedures to deal with it. Nothing helped. He said, you should just skip straight to in vitro um, because the, your your window of opportunity is going to close. And how long of a process was this? Oh, probably a year and a half from. I'm. Um, we're gonna. We should go to the doctor to. You should yeah. try in vitro. Yeah, try in vitro. Year and a half. Okay. So I found one. And doctor. when you're in your, I don't know how old you are. Late thirties, I imagine. 30s, yeah. That's like TikTok. Yeah. Which is fucking shitty. And I still felt no sense of pressure. I felt no. I because I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. I didn't understand the magnitude of all this bullshit, and. uh to again, the the process of in vitro is nightmarish. You're shoving hormones in your body that are not like they make they made me feel like the worst menopausal psychotic pain. They inflamed all of my inter- endometriosis. So anything that could hurt, mm. hurt. Anything that could go crazy, went mm. crazy. I'm shooting myself up with this stuff. And all I was saying was like, I'm only doing this once. Because I was not opposed to adoption. I just wanted to give it a shot. And you had been on birth control before, right? Yeah. I was like, on- I've been, I tried in my 20s three different types of birth control, and they all made me insane. So I was like, fuck that. Condoms it is. And I always, have always used condoms. Um, 
so I'm I'm interested after this, um, you know, airs to hear about other. I know a lot of people have had experiences with IVF. Man, it turns out just, that I didn't ever need to be on birth control because my body just was not made to have a baby. Oh, it's so annoying. It's birth control I sucks know. so bad, it, and it's so, like you know, God bless birth control, but the fact that we have to pump our bodies full of these hormones in order for them to not do this crazy. thing. Crazy. Oh God. I was insane. Yeah, it sucks, man. Um, so in we had one good egg. We had two other viable eggs. And then there were two, like, we're not sure. Um, even when they put them in the Petri dish, uh, his boys and my girls wouldn't talk to each other. Wow. So they had to actually inject. Wow. The, I mean, we went as science fiction as you possibly can. I had wow. three put in because I was like, I'm only doing this once. Three eggs. I like, yeah. Three fertilized eggs. Yeah, I was ready to have triplets. Uh, wow. Two of them miscarried. Oh, so this is why people <laughs> have triplets who have IVF. Yes. Or twins or whatever. I don't I don't know. This is why I was opting to have a number of because I was like, I only have one of these in me. Let's get it. And uh two babies miscarried and Tabby stayed in. And um And that was your first try. And that was my first and only. I was like, yeah. this is not I am not I was so fucking miserable. And it's so expensive, right? It was expensive and then pregnancy, like my my scar tissue was all tearing apart. Like I had adhesions all through my abdomen. Mm. And then as the baby expanded my abdomen, mm. just everything was literally tearing apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when I finally had the baby through planned C section. Mm-hmm. Which I felt guilty about because I thought if you're a real woman, you should yep. give birth at home in yep. a tub of water. Yep. With, but my higher self said, "No, get the C-section." And sure as fucking shit, I had a window, and my doctor was like, "You want to hear how close you came to dying? Because uh, I could have hemorrhaged." Mm-hmm. So that's the extended dance remix version of how Tabitha got in my belly and got out of my belly. And so. You so you had a planned C-section. Yes, because um, I had a high-risk pregnancy. Right, uh, which I, th- I feel like is more common in the United States than Canada. Yeah, um, but it's apparently over common to the point where there is right. there is pushback against yes. it. This is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now my and my personal experience was that it saved my life. Absolutely. So this is where. Like, I will say, Dr. David Adut in Burbank oh, saved my life twice. Mm. Like, finding a doctor that you trust, mm-hmm. that will say—that I, I, I know there are people that are going through stuff like this that don't have a doctor. Yeah, that are just going to that, walk that are in clinics, That trying to fucking right? figure this shit out. Yeah. Or has a doctor that is just like, I mean, I had nurses ask me who I was to this particular doctor because of the care he took stitching me mm. shut and making sure my tattoos still yeah, got back in place. I just heard and that That's story. how much he loved amazing. me. Um, again, such a different experience because of the healthcare system in Canada. It's like, I have never... I, I've never had the experience of going, I'm so fucked if I break my arm. Like, Ugh. I don't. Yeah. I remember watching, God, this is such a funny thing, a, a movie Supersize Me, I think. Yeah. No, it wasn't Supersize Me. It was the other one about the medical system. Didn't he do another documentary about the medical system? I, can I can't remember. But it had to do with his 
girlfriend or wife got a UTI and they had to go to emergency. And I was like, I used to get UTAs a, lo- a lot. And it is, for me, the I would not wish them on my worst enemy. Oh. They're so incredibly painful. I'd rather die. And dangerous. Very dangerous. And when I have a UTI, I literally can go down the street to the clinic by the grocery store. I've been there. If I'd been there enough, I can go. I have a UTI, and he'll give me the medicine without having to go to a, Shut a lab. Up. Yeah. Now that's not, that's not really how it rolls in Canada. That's just like I know I can go to this one yeah. clinic. He'll just give me the medicine um, because I've been there enough for UTIs. And I go. I got another one. Um, and my doctor, my doctor, who I love, 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 Doctor Aota. She. Um, she will test me at the. She won't make me go to a lab. Um, I've ne- yeah. I've never had to worry about whether I could afford to go to a doctor. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, and even then, finding a doctor that you trust. Yes. Like that was my. I just I lucked mean, into this man who turned out to be an angel. And I know there are people that don't have the the significant relationship with their mm-hmm, doctor mm-hmm. of just I had the luxury of going okay what do I do next okay what yeah. do I do next yeah. okay and it all I mean, worked out it's like that in Canada too lots of people don't have doctors but that's just more like I I used to be a bit of a hypochondriac so first thing I did when I moved to Vancouver was try to find a doctor because lots of the good doctors don't take new patients yeah um, also my doctor is is Valentina's doctor, but is not Jose's doctor because she um, mostly just takes female patients and doesn't like to take their partners in case there was ever something that they wanted to talk about with her. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Um, So he has his own doctor. Anyway. Anyway. God, I don't know how I got in that How do you get the baby in your tummy? Okay, so (laughs) this is a funny story. Um, uh, Jose and I, we... We had just... Did okay. you want babies? No. No. I was not sold on the idea of babies. I think in my early 20s, I was like, what? I don't know. Let me finish my beer. Like, I was like, <laughs> I want to talk about this shit. And then uh, I think I dated somebody who I fucking thought I loved, and he was a bit of a D-bag. And he was like, I don't want kids. I don't want kids at all. And I was like, oh, t- me neither. Get- what? No. Yeah. Um, And then... Uh, and then, you know, dated somebody else who was very, like, you know, white picket fence, you're going to be in the kitchen, also kind of a D-bag in a different way, but was like, you're going to have 17 kids. And I was like, hard no. Um, And so I think the idea of kids was just a bit, like, icky and uncomfortable, and none of it seemed fun and happy. Um, And even when I met Jose... I was always a very independent partner. I was always like, you have your life, I have my life. Um, We had a really good time together, but we weren't ever in kind of this idea of building this life together, I think, until we got married. And we started, you know, when Jose and I, in the early days when we were together, everything was very hard. It was not fireworks and... Um, there was obviously a ton of love, but a lot of that love was comfort because we moved to a new city. We didn't have any money. Um, he was immigrating to a new country. Um, you know, our our parents, my parents were having uh, medical issues and lots of family drama. And so everything was just kind of hard. And so we were each other's kind of solace. And for me, like, 
I never really had a relationship that felt comfy and cozy. And so I loved that. And I was like, oh, I could definitely see myself having a family with this person. And we got married and... Uh, we, I had, a, I had a, 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 you know, a professional struggle that made me think maybe I want to move back to Toronto. And he and I actually were like, let's give it one more year because we, I used to move a lot. I'm very impulsive, as we all know. And so we're like, okay, one more year. And so we moved to a new apartment, very teeny, teeny, tiny, 500 square foot apartment, but it was brand new, it was beautiful. And we're like, let's do this. And then a role I was auditioning actually for the Lady of the Lake in. Um, uh, spam a lot, uh, which is a big, very juicy role. I was very excited about, and then I didn't end up getting the part, which meant that I had basically my year free. And I t- told Jose, I was like, okay, well, I mean, logistically, if we were ever to think about having a baby, um, next season would be it. That's kind of what women do: is they go, when do I have time? Which is a shitty thing. Like women in in this industry, in lots of industries, really, but in this industry because it is a you know a superficial media, it's hard to be pregnant. I mean, insurance wise, it's hard to be pregnant, but it's also like you can't play a lot of roles if you're pregnant. Yeah. Um. So in my head, I was like, I'll get pregnant next year. And then, I swear to God, we went out for dinner, like, God, it must have been like a week later. Got real hammered, and just, not consciously, just fucking pulled the goalie. (laughs) And the next morning, I remember waking up going, we gotta be more careful. Like, we were kind of like, we just moved to this new apartment. We were looking forward to... A year of just fun because everything had been so hard. Yeah. And so we're like, let's just have fun this year. Let's go traveling. Let's go partying. Let's go out for all the dinners. And then immediately I was pregnant. Oh. And I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried and cried because I just wasn't ready. And, uh, um, but I mean, it was also very exciting. I love, you know, excitement and surprises and you know yeah that's a surprise that's a surprise so um you know so we you know prepared for this pregnancy we had no idea what we were doing we didn't really have any money we lived in a 500 square foot apartment so um you know we dealt with all that moved to a new apartment the pregnancy my pregnancy was not comfortable and i also looking back now you know kim and i were talking a lot before recording is of just like the work that we've done on ourselves our individual selves it's like now with the work that I've done over the last you know year and a half uh uh, of really being able to see what my unconscious patterns are and why I can see how it was very much disassociating from my pregnancy Mm -hmm. and from the from the baby um I was uncomfortable I didn't like the attention I didn't you know, I wasn't ready to be a mom, and I make jokes, and I make tons and tons of jokes about all of that. And so... Um, I, I remember very vividly when everybody was like, are you going to find out the gender, the sex? Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, because right now it's just an it. And I'm yeah. so fucking miserable, I need something yeah. to hang on to. And we didn't find out the sex because... It, we were like, it's the last big surprise. And now, looking back, I mean, it was what it was, and it was great. But I do wish I had found out the sex. I do think it would have made me um, 
you know, closer to yeah. her in the in the womb. But um, we, you know, did all the classes and did all the things. Oh, God, the classes. God. My doctor, t- I said, do I need to take a da-da-da class? He said, here's the point of the class. So you feel like you're doing something when all you need to do is wait. I said, if it makes you feel better, great. Like, I took a breastfeeding class, and it turned out to be very helpful. Oh, that's good. But I did not take any child birthing or any of the... I just was like... I mean, it really is to just kind of wrap your head around the thing of, like, oh, you are going to make a human in your body. That's fucking crazy, y'all. You're going to make a human inside a human. Yep. That's crazy. I remember sometimes I would just sit on the couch with my big belly, and I have a video of it somewhere. If I can find it, I will post it. But of just the baby, just, like, fucking alien, just squirming. A fist would come out through, and you could see it all. Oh, I'm definitely going to post it now. Oh, God, I hated that. I was like, oh, there she is. That is hysterical. Um, so Tabby kept getting her getting her uh, toes stuck around a rib, yeah. so I would actually move her underneath. Yeah, she was like, uh, like it hurt. She's yeah. gonna crack my rib before she ever even made it out. I used to be like, you guys want to see something fun? I used to just poke Valentina in my belly, and she'd be like, Mom, don't. And I'd be like, See, watch her go. Um, I remember we didn't have, you know, an, enough money for me to go on mat leave, so I worked basically until I gave birth. And I was ho- I was hostessing, so they let me sit on a little um, hostessing at a restaurant, and they were very good to me, and I love them very much. They're like a family, but they'd let me perch me, and they kind of loved that there was this big pregnant lady to welcome people into this, you know, high-profile restaurant in Vancouver. Um, but I had a little stool, and I remember I'd stand up from my stool and start walking people to the table, and I'd be walking, walking, and go, oh! And I'd be like, ah, she just punched my bladder. And I'd be like, I'm going to pee my pants. And it was happening all the time. People thought it was so funny and adorable. So being a pregnant lady was uncomfortable. But, man, you got a lot of attention. You know? And that's always the hard part, I think, for... uh, It's the the additive to the hard part of after you have the baby. So... God, this is going to be a long podcast. Hope you guys are all still with me. Um, We had planned to give birth in a hospital, which in Vancouver is unheard of. It's unheard of. Everybody yeah. in my, my you know, I had a, like a mom's group or whatever, yeah, which is everybody's great. everybody's got a doula. Everybody's got a doula. And a midwife. And a midwife and are having home births. Yep. And I was like, I didn't have a midwife because I felt so close to my doctor that I was uncomfortable going with somebody else. My doctor only took me so far, so... I could have had a midwife the whole way, but I didn't know. I didn't know. Um, and I gave birth at a hospital because I knew somebody whose family member had given birth at home and had complications and didn't get to the hospital in time and lost the baby. So I was like, well, that's not going to be a problem for me. Yeah. So we gave birth in a hospital. Uh, and I remember the day it was, it was the day before I was due which is very uncommon for first-time babies, that um, I went hiking. My my in-laws were in town to help out for when the baby ideally arrived. And we went hiking, and they were making jokes about me because I was, you know, doing all dumb things that you're not supposed to do as a pregnant lady. But I was like, look at me go. I was still like the asshole I am now, but a pregnant person, <laughs> pretending I wasn't pregnant. Um, but I remember that day being like, you know, when you're a pregnant lady, things are juicy down there. Oh, yeah. So when they're like, your water breaks, you'll know. Some of them are like, you might not know, but there's a plug that comes out. And the plug 
looks like... <laughs> sorry, everyone. The plug looks like a big booger, right? Um, and so I was like, I noticed, you know, this plug, but I was like, I didn't notice, like, a gush of water. And then I was like... Yeah, it's not like a balloon broke or no, anything. No, yeah. no. And, you know, you're you're a big pregnant person. Things are sweaty down there. And so I was like, I feel sweaty, but this and... It's the time, and I don't... And then I was like, I should go to the hospital just to get checked out. Um, and so I li- they're like, okay, well, let's... You know, I was like, I was having, like, Braxton Hicks, and, you know, I was having... It was, it was unsure, and I went to the hospital, and they're like, let's have a look. And they literally put, like, the, you know... Calipers? The thing in you to yeah, crack yes. you open, and it just... Speculum. Splash! Yeah, I was like... And they're like, okay, so your water's broken. But they didn't know wh- how long ago it had broken. And so what happens if your water's broken for a long time, a bacteria can get up there... And I wasn't um, um, having contractions, so they needed to make yeah. that happen. So they put me on Pitocin. Now, those of you who have been on Pitocin, I remember my mom saying, just whatever you do, don't go on Pitocin. I was like, I'm, I'll be fine. So when they said that, I was like, oh, no. I'm, mom said no. Mom, mom said, said this is the one thing no. I'm not supposed to do. Um, and so... Uh, I put me on that, and I didn't really anticipate all I knew that that was going to onset um, labor. But I didn't know what that was going to feel like, and I wanted to have a natural birth. And I remember saying to the nurse that I was like, I have a really high pain tolerance, and she laughed so hard at me. And she's like, okay. I thought that was cute. Um, And uh, I remember that what happens with Pitocin is that your... your, um, contractions piggyback so you don't get a contraction and then get 10 minutes and then get a contraction you have a contraction and then you have a contraction and then when that's done you have a contraction and I did that for two hours and I thought I was dying I remember I was just like this can't be right this can't be right this is not how humans do this oh god this can't be right and so I asked them to check me after two hours of laboring on Pitocin with no drugs and I was one centimeter. No! Hard pass. And I was like, I'll take those drugs now. And that's, they gave me the drugs and it takes a while to kick in, but I was in so much pain. And I remember they gave me the drugs and when the drugs started kicking in, I was like, why would anybody do this without <laughs> drugs? I was just like, and I get it for lots of reasons, but that was just like, that's how significant that pain relief was. So then I continued to labor, but I labored for another 24 hours. Oh, man. It was a long labor. And um, when the labor started getting hard again, what had happened is that she was, Valentina was sunny side up, which means that her head was butting my spine. So I was having back labor, and there's no drugs for that. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I was again in so much pain. I remember I was started vomiting and passing out because I was just in so much pain. I'll never forget Jose. I was just like, I need a cough. He was just like, he was panicked because he didn't know what to do. Like that's the that's the hard thing for men in the labor room. Any like, partner, any partner, right? Is that they don't know what yeah. to do. They don't understand yeah. a woman's body. They don't know what's happening. They see a, their partner who's in an incredible amount of pain and there's nothing they can do. Yeah. And I was like, I need a wet cloth. And he brought me the hottest wet cloth on the face of the planet. I screamed at him. I threw it at him. It was like the most movie pregnant labor thing that I did. I was like, cold cloth, cold cloth. Um, 
But he says the worst part was that at one point I just looked at him and I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I felt trapped because the baby was not coming out. I was in, in a, a uh, obscene I feel amount of pain. Just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, because you're just like, I was like, I thought that I was going to die. Like, I felt like there's nothing else to happen here but for me to die. And so they tried forceps because I was like, this baby's coming out of my vagina. It's coming out of my vagina. And they tried forceps. And then Valentina's heart rate started going down. So they called Code Pink, which means baby complication. They rushed me to the um, to surgery for emergency C-section, but they didn't have time to give me proper anesthetics. So they put freezing in me, but they had to get the baby out. And so they're like, this is going to hurt. And they're like, tell me if you can feel that. And I felt everything. I'm like, I can feel that. And I, Jose was like, I was just grabbing people by the lapels, just going, knock me out, knock me out. And they were literally, they pulled her out. And they're like, it's a girl. And I was like, I don't care. I don't fucking care. Yeah, I only, all I remember is they said it was a girl and I couldn't hear her crying. So then I was like, is she okay? And as soon as I heard her crying, I was just like, knock me out. I was just in such an insane amount of pain. Um... And then, yeah, they knocked me out. I totally thought I was going. They were like, you're wide awake for a C-section, but you won't feel it. I was like, you know, the dentist always tells me that, too, yeah. and I always feel it. And yeah. it didn't feel like—it just felt like like the baby Tugging. was kicking really, really yeah. hard. That's all it felt like. It did, like, if it was just such an emergency. Yeah. They were just like, we don't have time to wait for the freezing to kick in. Um, and Jeez. then they then they put me under because what had happened is— um, I'm probably going to get all of this wrong, but the sa- uh, there was something that was attached to my uterus. So when they pulled it out, it ripped. And so I was bleeding internally for a while. And um, so they had to do another surgery as well as put all my insides back in. You know that happens, right, when you have a C-section? Oh, yeah. Travis pulled, saw it. He was like, spaghetti. oh, my God. All yeah. I saw was my wife's insides. Jose did the same okay, thing. Okay, thank you. And I remember waking up and my mom. Because they've got it. Because they, they put that thing up so that I can't yeah. see. So you can't so see you it. Can, yeah, you can't see it. And I remember they were like, Jose, here comes your baby. And Jose stood up and all he saw were my organs outside of my body. And he was like, oh, my God. Who does that to a person? Uh, anyway, so I was in surgery. Valentina was getting skin to skin with Jose. Um, and then I remember my mom, who came into town for the for the birth, was there because she was very concerned. She also had struggles with her births. And uh, she w- waited for me to wake up. And then I came into the room and was not happy. <laughs> I was, like, cracking jokes and whatever. But I was like, this was awful. And then Valentina had um, jaundice, and I had major surgery. So I was in the hospital. We were both in the hospital for another week afterwards. Oof. Did they give you a belly band? So this is, I want to cut straight. I bought to one. The, I bought my own. Bought, man. Come on, man. Get the belly band. And if you get steal a the hospital underwear. Steal the underwear. They give you the craziest, biggest underwear on the face of the planet. I'm I'm like, I wish I had those forever. That mesh stuff. Oh, it's, it's yeah. you know, it's made out of, you know bubble wrap but it's so big and comfy um and the pads they give you pads that go all the way around all these things don't forget these things take them i never tell these stories because pregnant women shouldn't be frightened exactly being pregnant but sometimes you just need to know what's fucking well that's the truth and here's here's the the you know to circle around um I I was I was unhappy finding out I was pregnant. I was unhappy being pregnant. Um, 
I was unhappy after, I was very unhappy. I've been very vocal about that after yeah. the pregnancy, not recognizing what postpartum depression looks like. So always look into that and, and check in on yourself and your people. But now I'm the happiest. Yeah. That's yeah. the upshot. That, that, like, the process of baby having and looking after and making has nothing to do with the baby. No. Uh, and it all, all the shit, like, yeah. I couldn't breastfeed. Uh, I had to supplement with formula, which I was shamed for. I was shamed for having a C-section. I was shamed for, you know, all this shit. And I was shamed a little bit, but I probably honestly was shaming myself a lot of for a lot of that. Yeah. And that's a bunch of shit. But ultimately, the upshot is that eventually all of that goes away. And what you have, if you let it, it, and you know, do some work on it for sure, because all that stuff can be traumatic. Um, But now I have this relationship with this little girl who is everything I could ever have possibly wanted and more in you know a little one. So all of those things that I thought was going to be awful and awful and terrible are now gone and you have you still have this beautiful thing to look at and remind you of the good part of all of that yay yay pregnancy can be shitty but babies just shit yeah (laughs) (laughs) and on that note yay thank you i've never heard that entire story before well there you go I love you, Brianna Buckmaster. I love you, Kim Rhodes.